Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Multi Pop Troll, the hardest pronounced pop culture podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm Jerry. And today we have a very lovely guest in the building. Well, at least in the same state as us from Asheville, North Carolina. We have Olivia Mears, a.k.a. Yvonne Geek. Olivia, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. I'm glad to be here. Great. Excellent. Thank you for uh, for joining us. So we've been, uh, you know, following you for quite some time now on Instagram. Um, you're really, really blowing up and have been blowing up for a while. You have some of the best outfits we've ever seen. So if you could, <laughs> uh, you know, just kind of explain how you got into the, the, co- the cosplay world. So... I grew up watching Sailor Moon and Card Captors and all these cartoons where the main character would always transform into different costumes and what they normally wear. And uh, I started out making those costumes by hand for my dolls. And when I was 11 for Halloween, I finally decided to make my own costume. Um, it wasn't a magical girl. I actually wanted to be Link from Legend of Zelda. So I, I took my mom's pillowcases and just kind of cut holes in them and wrapped a belt around it. And that was my Link costume. And, <laughs> I like uh, it. A lot of people thought I was Peter Pan, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I felt super proud of myself until like a year later, my mom finally found out what happened to her pillowcases. And her, her response was to get me a sewing machine. So it worked out really well. And I've been them. sewing <laughs> Was that was that your first job? You had to fix the uh, the sheets first for her? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think she made me do that. I think she she was super sweet about it. And I mean, at that point, green pillowcases had kind of trended out. Gotcha. She did you a favor. <laughs> yeah. you, did her, you did her a favor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, we saw that uh, that you're uh, from Asheville. Um, it's amazing uh, to have uh, someone with such street cred uh, such as yourself. <laughs> be from uh, so close to us. So uh, uh, we were just wondering, what's your favorite thing about Asheville? So I actually grew up just outside of Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, okay. in a town called Larnburg. And oh, yeah. So I was there, yeah, I drive I was through there that out of the way to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, that's, that's what everyone says. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I was 18, I went to Western Carolina University in Cullowee. And uh, so I, I fell in love with the mountains and just, stayed there for the last eight years I think it's now going on and I think my favorite part is just being able to step outside and it's mountain views and you know the woods are like 20 yards away that I could wander into with any of my costumes if I you know avoid the turkeys those are those are a thing but um yeah, I think just the setting is is definitely one of my favorite parts, but also it doesn't take much to go find a community that is all about the things you're all about, and right, it's, right. it's great. I feel at home. Um, how is how is the pop culture scene down there as far as cosplayers, Comic-Cons, things like that? It's growing slowly. I think a lot of people still think it's like a secretive hobby, and sure. they don't realize how many other people share their passion. And so there's been some small conventions popping up that are going on their third and fourth year now. And uh, I've been to a couple of them. I've guessed it at a few. And it's it's getting bigger little by little. Um, looking at your Instagram, looking at your, you know, your overall career, 
a, a big theme of what you're doing is, uh, is something called uh, upcycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read that in an article about you. And <laughs> uh, I don't usually use that term. But, um, but no, it's really amazing how you take this, you know, refuse and, you know, things that people would consider trash and you, you turn them into something very beautiful. Like, like explain your process. Like how do you go from, you know, something, you know, that's been left over into something so elegant and so beautiful. Thank you. Um, so that started while I was in college and we had all sorts of different like sculpture projects and a lot of the material would be provided for, uh, any material that wasn't, I, I didn't really have much of a budget, so I had to make do with household items or just, you know, things that other students were throwing away. And so it kind of was a necessary craft to hone. And when I started, I realized just how much fun it was, too. And so now, like, even though I could go buy the fabric, I kind of want to make this out of paper and just see where that goes. Sure. And uh, I learned that really, in the end, it's a lot of it has to do with the silhouette and if you know as long as things are staying connected um and are you know not tearing apart then it it usually ends up working pretty well as long as you just cover your bases while you're constructing it it's yeah i love it it's it's a lot of fun challenging but fun nice do you have do you have a favorite um like outfit in particular that you've done that with I think my favorite like unconventional material so far has been um, latex with paint. So the dresses that look like the paint is actively dripping. Um, yeah, those are yeah, so cool. Thank you. Yeah, they so they look like if you thought it was dried paint, it might like crumble when you wear it. But uh, wearing this to conventions is always fun because people will come up and like, ask, can they can they touch the material? And they're surprised when it's flexible. But like it, part of it is acrylic paint that's just mixed in with liquid latex to make it more flexible and hold the color. And uh, after probably about five years, I expect it to start crumbling. But um, you know, until until then, it's a really fun art project that I've kind of gotten more use out of old, you know, uh, paint and wax paper and all of that. Awesome. Uh, I've seen a couple of quite unconventional uh, things you used: uh, wrapping paper, toilet paper. <laughs> Um, new boxes, mm-hmm. Easter grass. <laughs> uh, I I really really loved your um, your Christmas tree little jacket that you had on. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just just the most random things. You you find the beauty in it, and you make something that's silly or fun or you know beautiful. It's it's really you have a, an amazing talent. Thank um, you. But I wanted to ask you about your more famous uh, dresses, the the ones that have gotten a big press. So mm-hmm. what was the first big, uh, big story that you saw uh, that you, you know, you freaked out? You couldn't believe it. Oh, my God, they're actually talking about me. Um, wow. Uh, so before I did dresses, there were a couple of things that went viral that um, it was they were running jokes between me and my friends because none of them could beat me in Halo 3. And right. <laughs> so I... Love they it. would send me crude messages that I would then screenshot and shame them on Facebook for. But everyone knew, like, these, these are my friends, so it's, sure. it's not serious. And uh, one of them called me out for, I think, being, like, 300 pounds with a bag of Cheetos while I was playing Halo. 
And so I responded by taking a picture of me on the couch, just covered in snack food with my gaming. <laughs> and so some, one of them put it on Reddit and it blew up. And that was my first introduction to going viral. And it was, I was a nervous wreck that whole day. Um, so it was a learning experience that I'm really thankful for because I think after that, I'd pretty much seen it all. And uh, when things started going viral for my craft, and the comments shifted a whole lot from like, wow, this is really incredible craftsmanship to who is this girl? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> old Reddit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so it's, it's always interesting to see like what, what will come out of things that go viral. Um, for instance, when my Jessica rabbit picture ended up on the top of Reddit, the most popular comment was actually talking about the vents in my floor because they're in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and that's, that's <laughs> just Appalachian housing for you. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, we, we just jumped on Reddit a couple months ago and they can be ruthless on there. Oh yeah. Immediate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I have a bunch of friends now who they'll let me know before I, I ever see anything like, Hey, you're on top of Reddit. And I, I have one friend in particular, he'll go through all the comments and pick his favorite ones to send me. And it's like, that's, that's all I need. He's, he's got, he's got it for me. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you get the highlight reel, so that's perfect. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we know that you're, uh, you, know, you came into a sponsorship with Singer, which is perfect. Do you want to talk a little bit about how, how that came about and how that came to be? So they found me through my pizza prom dress. Okay. Um, awesome which wasn't conflict. actually my prom dress. It's just kind of what the internet decided to call it when <laughs> it, it went viral. So I'm going with it. And uh <laughs> They, they were looking for someone who did something more unconventional. Um, they'd been looking for cosplayers, and they, they found um, Philip, the other brand ambassador, who does wonderful cosplay, like Aquaman, and I um, can't remember the character from Moana, but like he is spot on for those characters. And they, they thought about another cosplayer, but maybe something a little different, and then they saw my pizza dress, and they, they told me, like, that's, yeah, we want you. And so, like, that was incredible. Uh, I've used Singer since I think that was the first sewing machine my mom gave me. And then my grandma was like, hey, I used Singer when I was a little girl. And uh, so it's it's kind of a generational pride thing now, too. But they, they've they been incredible, um, especially like trying to promote more cosplayers and get into the cosplay scene. And like, hey, anyone can start sewing. It's not as intimidating as you think looking at this right. machine. It's, you know, one, two, three, start sewing. And uh, so, I've, yeah, I've been going That's to conventions awesome. with them doing demos and kind of getting people to come up anywhere from like five year old girls coming up in their, you know, super girl costume. Like, mom, I want to sew something. And the, the moms are usually more hesitant than the little girls. And they're like, we don't want you to break the machine. But uh, like, I don't I don't think a five year old girl could break a sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we've had all sorts of of people all ages come up to to learn how to sew like while at the convention and they'll walk away with like these little pockets and bags they've made it's awesome that's great that's great i mean especially myself growing up in a puerto rican household i mean every every you know my mom my grandma her grandma they all had sewing machines so you know seeing that come around and starting to see people work with their hands more instead of going to party city to buy the outfit you know mm -hmm. why not try to make it and put your own touch on it you know i think that's fantastic yeah for sure. That's that's exactly uh, how I started because I when I wanted to be Link for Halloween, I knew that wasn't in stores anywhere, especially like it was 
I guess in the 2000, early 2000s, when like the most pop fiction stuff you could find were like the big, like Batman, Superman type right. stuff. Right. We saw that you just did uh, a huge convention here recently. You were at a C2E2 and mm-hmm. uh, you got to be one of the guest judges there. How, how did that go? Yes, that was incredible and kind of terrifying, but <laughs> <laughs> most, mostly incredible. Uh, this... I, I knew it was going to be a big contest and I knew it would be difficult, but I kind of, I didn't really want to think about that until it came time to judging. And I think halfway through the contestants, when I realized this is only half of them is when I started to panic. Like I've got to pick one. <laughs> this is going to be like picking a favorite child. Sure. And it, it was, um, and fortunately like it's broken down into categories so we can focus on needlework and we can focus on, the special effects rather than, you know, um, kind of a tip for, I guess, if anyone's wanting to enter contests where it is broken down into categories. If you're entering needlework and you've got a lot of armor, just know that like the judges probably won't look at that as much as your needlework. And Mm -hmm. especially when the competition is so fierce, like we, we have no choice but to set aside some things in order to really like focus and judge who, who showed the best needlework. And so it, it was really tough. We had to get so precise in the things we were judging by the end because like, there were no bad costumes. That right. wasn't a thing. It was simply who who did more and more variety and still mastered all of that variety. And so that, I think even just seeing those up close, each one was such an incredible experience. And I, I will happily do that again, as, as stressful as it was. I got you. About about how many contestants would you say uh, did you have to judge ballpark-wise? So for the uh, Chicago portion, this was uh, people who had been accepted into the contest there, but not the crown previously. Okay. I think there were 37 contestants. And then we went on to judge the U.S. crown champions. So that's from uh, New York and all the other locations the crown had taken place. And after that, it was international. So uh, Indonesia, wow. Singapore, yeah, all the contestants were there. We had like three separate judging and then the final overall winners. Uh, so th- this took up the whole day and I think it was probably around 50 contestants by the end. Are there any characters that you're currently working on? I've seen some pictures of your Shira. Is that completed? Mm-hmm. So oh, that okay. one's gonna be for Momocon. Okay. But yeah, that one that one's in progress, and I've got a couple uh, smaller ones I'm wanting to do for Comet Palooza. I saw that um, Amelia, who plays Daenerys, is gonna be there, and I have a Daenerys gown that's kind of been ninety percent done. <laughs> oh, good, good. So you'll you'll enjoy this then if I can get a picture with her. Uh, hopefully, while I'm dressed as Daenerys, and it's a very simple dress, but the extra mile I'm putting into it is I want to have a fake arm so that my other arm can be operating a dragon puppet. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. We cannot and, wait. Uh, that's going to be great. <laughs> so that's, that's about halfway done, and I've kind of been keeping that a secret uh, to to help announce like my, my guesting at Comet Palooza. Let's see. Uh, you Raven Starfire, uh, and those were amazing. <laughs> I'm a huge Starfire fan. Um, <laughs> have been for years and that just looked amazing to me very beautiful very colorful um uh the balzette was great the poison ivy was great (laughs) 
Um, but you know what? I think my favorite thing about your Instagram is Edgar. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was coming. He's, yeah, he's the fan favorite, I think, for a lot of people. And there's, there's a couple of people who will comment on every picture I, I post, all positive things and they're great comments, but it always ends with, it only needs Edgar if he's not in the picture. <laughs> It's about he, time for Edgar to get his own Instagram page soon. <laughs> he he does. Very recently, I made him one. It is it is Edgar the Void Cat. He photobombs like no other. You have to check oh, it out. he's he's so good. He thinks he knows now. I'm pretty sure that if he's in front of the camera, he will get treats afterwards. He's. I don't think he puts it together why. But as soon as the camera's out, he is kind of wandering around my my legs at least. In a in, in the Red Queen photo, I I had to get him to pose on the grass that he hated. It uh, I guess he didn't like the texture, and so I, I like tried to coax him with treats and tell him like you know if you just stand here for a quick second, you'll get food, and he did. And the next day, even though the photo was done, I walk into my studio and he's sitting on the grass. He's <laughs> he's thinking, this is how I get treats now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he's a really good cat and is actually easily trained, which is weird for a cat. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he high fives for his dinner and I he he picks up things very fast. So I think he's his photo bombing photo bombing is only gonna get more from here. <laughs> you can't wait. That's is yet more. to come. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are some of your favorite, you know, I know you mentioned Game of Thrones, but um, so what are your favorite, you know, kind of like top three TV shows, movies, cartoons, things like that? Stuff you nerd out about. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for games, I would put Witcher 3 at the very top. I probably have around 150 hours in that. Wow. <laughs> and uh, that's only recent that I, I've been suggested Witcher over and over years until I finally opened that up to play and I got sucked in. And so now I'm reading the books and I love that. Um, I Your think my... cosplay was awesome, by the way. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> that was really cool. There is there is so much more to come. I want to cosplay every character in Witcher now. So <laughs> it's not going to be the last. Uh, good, 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 good. I think the second favorite series of games would probably be the Mass Effect series. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the Zelda series, just because like that holds a very special place in my heart. Like I, I remember growing up not writing letters to Santa, but writing letters to Link. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I remember. I think I was probably like seven, and I have a letter where I told him I was going to wait and not have any boyfriend so that at prom he could come and ask me to dance. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate save the date. I love it. Love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, Zelda, Zelda's pretty big for me. And then with movies or like TV shows, uh, obviously Game of Thrones. And um, I, I do like a lot of the Marvel movies. Thor Ragnarok is probably my favorite. Yeah, so good. And uh, just that Valkyrie scene alone. Oh, my God. That was so gorgeous. Um, let's see. And then books. 
with the Witcher series and the King Killer Chronicles, if you know that by Patrick Rothfuss, it's one I'm currently reading, and uh, a couple of the characters in that are I might be making some appearances in my cosplay. All right, excellent. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's all we got, uh, Olivia. Thank you so much for joining us today on Multipatrol. Before we take off, um, you want to go ahead and let the fans know how they can find you, uh, not just Instagram, but you know your Patreon website, all that other fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, basically, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, I am Avant Geek. The only one that's different is Twitter. I am Avant Geek Art. And um, yeah, I've, I'm slowly doing more YouTube videos. That's also Avant Geek if you want to search for that. And um, I think that covers it. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Thanks for joining for us. We'll definitely keep in touch. And, uh, you know, like I said, we, we love what you're doing. Keep it up. You're an inspiration to many out there. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely catch up with you soon. Thanks. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.